You know when you search for something on Netflix, what you get is only a fraction of what they really have? The streaming service actually has more than 18,000 titles globally, but only about 6,000 of those are available in the good old US of A. That means you're missing out on literally thousands of great shows. Unless, of course, you use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that lets you change your online location, protecting your devices from unwanted snooping and allowing you to control where streaming services and other websites think you're located. There are over 100 different locations to choose from, which means you have access to thousands of new shows and movies no matter where you live. This doesn't just work with Netflix, it works with Disney+, Hulu, Max, a UK streamer called BBC iPlayer, and more. I was on a work trip in the UK during the final season of Game of Thrones, and I tried logging into my HBO account to watch a new episode, but the technology wouldn't let me because of geoblocking. And I wish I had this app at that moment, because I now realize how incredibly easy it is to work around that problem. Here's a more recent example. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is not streaming on Netflix in the US, but I just fired up the episode where Dennis tries to have a peaceful mental health day, and technology keeps interrupting his plans. All I had to do was open ExpressVPN, connect to a UK server, refresh Netflix, and the show just popped up. It's super easy. I've also heard good things about that show called Billions, but I've never been a Showtime subscriber, so I've never seen it. But it's actually available right now on Netflix in South Korea, and with ExpressVPN, it took five seconds to switch over and start checking it out. With ExpressVPN, you get high-quality streaming from devices like your phone, laptop, tablet, and TV, and crucially, it protects your privacy and security to keep your information safe from hackers. Stop missing out on great TV and get thousands of new shows with ExpressVPN. We got them to give you all three extra months free when you use our special link, expressvpn.com slash slash film. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slash film to get three extra months completely free. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture, but as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash film daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. On today's episode, we're going to give you a preview of San Diego Comic-Con International 2022. This is Slash Film Editorial Director Peter Serretta. Joining me on today's podcast is Slash Film Editor Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. So, Brad, uh I don't know how many years you've been going to Comic-Con, but I can tell you this is the first real Comic-Con, you know, not the like fake Comic-Con, the Comic-Con special edition they had last year, but this is the first real Comic-Con that I am missing in over a decade. Uh, so I'm just shy of yours, I guess, because I I didn't go in 2019, the last one before the pandemic made the convention not happen for a couple of years, um, but I had gone uh, for the previous nine conventions so it's yeah i went for a long time yeah um are you feeling the fomo as as stuff gears up tonight for preview night are you feeling it uh kind 
like I I see some cool like uh, exclusives that I would like to get my hands on, on the show floor, but there are a lot of the ones that I want are actually also going to be available online at the same time. So there's some that I'm going to try uh, and get. You know, like usually I'll go out of my way to um, you know whether it's the the Funko booth or like the the Hasbro booth something like that and check out their exclusives and get some of their stuff. But um, yeah, there's I, not- I, I haven't been paying attention to the exclusives. What what is the cool like exclusives for this year's Comic Con? Uh, so like uh, Hasbro has like a so, the, so the, actually this year what's interesting is uh, with Hasbro they're not actually selling any of their exclusives on the show floor. Uh, they're handing out like uh, one use passes so that you can uh, pre order them online instead. Oh, they did that at Celebration as well. Yes. Yeah, they did. Uh, so that's what Hasbro's doing. And then Mattel has some stuff uh, through their Mattel Creations line. Um, they have like, they're doing a, uh, a Jurassic Park figure set that comes with Gennaro, the lawyer from the first movie, yes. um, and the, and a Rain Deco T-Rex. And like the, the box itself has like a toilet seat set up and everything. So it's actually <laughs> the scene from the movie, which is pretty cool. Um, they have, uh, what else they, they announced a, a cool, like plush bad robot, uh, figure that, um, that they're releasing through, but, but like the, these Mattel ones, they're also being released online through their Mattel creation site. Uh, and then there's like some people like, uh, I know we always go check out, uh, Scott C's booth when we walk in on preview night to see what he has. Cause he always has some cool exclusives, but he's actually not at comic-con this year. Uh, cause he's about to have a baby, but he's doing his own, uh, tiny con which he's done during the years there haven't been conventions online so he's still selling some uh exclusive watercolor prints from his uh great showdown series and everything um what else is there one personally that i was uh, i really wanted to uh get my hands on it, it's just it's a little silly thing but i thought it was just such a cool uh print is uh dan vesenmeyer who does illustrations um, and art for X-Men comics and, and stuff like that. His um, his art has recently been used on Hasbro's X-Men animated series, uh, Marvel Legends figure line and everything. And uh, he's going to have a print that is the framed picture of Jean Grey and Scott Summers that Wolverine holds and looks oh. at in X-Men the animated series. And so I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to see if I can get someone to pick a copy up for me from his booth. Um, but if not, he said he was going to have whatever was left over on sale uh, on his site afterwards. So I'm hoping that I get one of those. Are, are, is Mondo doing what they usually, because Mondo is now in the Funko <laughs> booth at Comic-Con since they've been acquired by Funko in, in past years, they do these like secret drops throughout the con of like you don't know what they're going to release and yeah there's usually lines throughout the con- is that still happening this year so from what i've seen this year um i i, I think they're still doing their like gradual drops of stuff but there's no longer the thing where like you can just go and wait in line as soon as they announce it because funko for, for a long time now has done that thing where like you have to sign up for the lottery to potentially get like a certain t- uh spot like a time block to go in to be able to buy stuff and i think mondo is officially part of that now Oh no! Yeah, that's horrible. the The one thing I saw online that I want that I'm probably going to end up spending four. I'm going to be buying. Good news, Brad. I can still buy it. But I can buy it for four times the price on eBay, and, <laughs> and that is Hallmark has an exclusive Gonk Droid and Mouse Droid ornament. And I have a droid tree. I have like a small tree every Christmas. Yeah, it just has droid ornaments. So I need that. I wanted that one because uh, the Gonk droid and the Mouse droid are actually my two favorite Star Wars droids. Yeah. So, and so I wanted to get that, but I don't think I'll be able to get my hands on it unless I also go the the eBay route. <laughs> 
Okay, let's talk about the panels. A lot of people go to Comic-Con for like the movie and TV panels where they announce new stuff and show new things. Uh, let's go down the schedule really quickly. Uh, Dra- uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. This is a movie, the movie adaptation of the popular uh, role-playing game. And I, I honestly don't think we know much about this. We know the directors, we know the writers, and we know the cast. But we ha- have, have we seen anything from... Uh, Maybe there has been trailers. I I haven't been paying attention. I know there's no poster. Yeah, no, I don't think there has been anything. So I, I feel like this is going to be the first big reveal of, of stuff from this. Is this anything you're even excited for? Like this is the this is the, a typical Thursday morning slot at Comic Con. It's it's like something that like kind of will bring people in. But yeah, kind, yeah, kind of exciting, but like you're not necessarily like super anticipating about it. Um. I I'm curious more than anything. Uh, I'm not like super into Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so I, if anything, I just want to see what this is going to be like, you know, especially since there hasn't been like a good Dungeons and Dragons production yet. So I'm hopeful that it'll be something cool, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. They have a Teen Wolf, the movie. So there's a panel on that. I didn't even know that was coming. So I'm not going to speak on that. Uh, the thing I'm actually kind of excited for on Thursday is Severance is having a panel over in Ballroom 20, and director uh, Ben Stiller is going to be there with creator Dan Erickson and uh, some of the cast members. And they're going to sit down with uh, Patton Oswalt. Uh, as a, he's going to be the moderator and try to get into some secrets from season one, but I'm sure they're going to see a tease season two. Have you watched Severance, Brad? I haven't. I keep hearing people talk about it, and oh I've heard God. that it's great. I, I hope, hope to watch it soon. Brad, I know that you are a fan of Lost. I feel like you, this would be totally your jam. Okay, okay. It, it, you know, because it's like Lost, but also like some dark comedy to it. So it's, yeah. Anyways, um, so I so on Thursday we might learn some stuff about Severance season th- season two and uh, the way season one ends off. No spoilers, but uh, I really don't know what's going to happen in season two. So it would be, be cool to get some uh, teases and some hints at uh, what, what to expect. But I'm, I'm sure also they have Patton on uh, moderating this so that they're uh, not going to give too much away. So, uh, so Friday, cut, cut to Friday. Uh, they're opening strong with the Lord of Rings, the Rings of Power. This well, is we hope not- we hope they're opening strong. I haven't really seen anything from this show that makes me super excited for it yet. So they're really going to have to bring the thunder if they're going to impress everybody. I will say this, Brad. I am not a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I'm like an anomaly here. I'm just not a fantasy guy. That I, I, I mean, I did watch the movies. I did like the movies, but it's not like you know. Some people, it's like their favorite films of all times. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fantasy guy, but I do love the Lord of the Rings yeah. movies. I think that they are in incredible films. Yeah, I will say that the first teaser trailer for this TV show was utter crap. The CG looked horrible. It, I don't know. It's like it made me not want to watch it. But did you see the recent trailer that they re-released? Yeah, the, the footage looks gorgeous uh but there's just nothing in like the story or like what i've seen so far that like makes me feel like it's going to you know be something to be excited about in the same way that the lord of the rings movies were yeah what do you think they're gonna do here do you think they're just gonna show some clips i would imagine so since they just released that new trailer you know maybe they'll have some kind of like mega trailer that they'll show to the comic-con audience but yeah i'm sure that they'll have little sneak previews to show everybody and of course this they'll have a huge cast that'll be there and they'll answer tons of questions and lay out some basic details that we haven't heard yet i'm also curious like 
in previous years of Comic-Con, there's been the struggle of, you know, what do we keep as a surprise, like to show the people in person to, you know, make them hype that they saw something exclusive, but also, uh, you know, some of the stuff is unready, so it can't be shown online. Uh, and there's always been like this push pull of, you know, what, what do we put online? What do we keep for the room? And I feel like after, do you think after the pandemic, after we've had these like Comic-Con online and stuff, do you think that's going to change? Do you think most of the stuff is going to be online now? I mean, it was already kind of moving in a direction in like the, the two years of or Comic-Con leading up to the pandemic that they were starting to put more and more stuff online as soon as it was available. Like, as big as the Warner Brothers panel always was uh, at Comic-Con, they they started releasing pretty much all of the trailers that they showed during their panel uh, online, unless it was like a surprise or something like that. Marvel is pretty much the only one who keeps like footage uh, back because they want to show the Hall H audience something that they is worth waiting for. But I think that a lot of this stuff will end up seeing uh, sneak previews end up online afterwards. So I, I guess that's uh, my cue to say stay tuned to SlashFilm.com over the next uh, three to four days because there's going to be a lot of stuff released, hopefully online. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be posting all the new trailers, you know, any big clips. We'll ha- and for anything that isn't uh, posted online, we will have uh, footage recaps and reactions straight from uh, the, the ground floor as well. Yeah, we have Ryan there. We have Jacob there. We have a bunch of people there. So they're, they're going to Jer- be Jeremy's there. Jeremy's there. Um, okay, so uh, okay, things are getting interesting here. We're on uh, Friday. Marvel Studios Animation, which right now, what do we know from them? We know there's X Men '97 and What If season two. Oh, Marvel yeah. Zombies. Yeah, Marvel Zombies is the other one. So, do you think that it's just going to be those three things? I wouldn't be surprised if they have uh, a secret announcement that they're holding on to that they'll announce a new show or. Uh, maybe they'll uh, early announce an, another season of What If or something like that. Yeah, I've heard that Marvel is go- Disney and Marvel are going hard with these Mar- this Marvel Studios animation company. So I expect in future years we're gonna have like tons of stuff coming from them. So I'm I'm excited to see if they an- what what they announce and how how connected they keep it because you know some of these things are obviously not connected like X Men '97. Uh, Marvel Zombies. Although I will say there is something intriguing about the fact that they are doing this X-Men 97 continuation of X-Men the Animated Series and we have now had two uh, full-on references to X-Men the Animated Series in the MCU proper. We had Professor X appear in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and then the X-Men Animated Series theme was referenced in the finale of Ms. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, obviously Walking Dead has been a mainstay in Hall H at Comic-Con for many, many years, despite me not caring. And me um, not caring. <laughs> Brad, do you care this year? No, no, definitely not. If anything, I care less than <laughs> I've ever cared before. <laughs> Same here. I'm sure people do care because it brings in the crowds, and they usually have, like, they, they do this thing where they have the big panel that like for the show that people care about, and then they, like, uh, they force Comic-Con to have the, like, spinoff show in hall h before it uh so that they can get the the big show and uh yeah i just don't care about any of it but i'm sure people out there do care is it still on tv i thought it was off tv no it's i think they're getting ready to like uh have their the the end of the primary flagship show it's like this it's like the second half of the final season i think 
I can feel that we pissed some people off out there. <laughs> I mean, the show's been on too long, and it's it's been boring for a while. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Paper Girls is going to be a ballroom twenty. Paper Girls is this comic book that was from Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff. Uh, Cliff, uh, I forget his last name. Um, and it, it was great. It's now a Prime Video series. We've had previews of it. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to get a deeper look into uh into the show chang chang okay yes i've read (laughs) i'm surprised i didn't remember his name uh yeah i've read most of it i i uh so yeah it's um have you read any of the paper girls i haven't but i'm very intrigued by the premise because i know it involves time travel um and i i also have a friend who worked on the series uh in the writer's room so it's one that i'll be be checking out just for you know solidarity's sake yeah. Anything Brian K. Vaughn writes is amazing. Yeah. I know so, Jacob has read it and he really likes the comics. So he's hopeful that the, the show will be good as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next thing uh, up on the docket here is Keanu Reeves. How do you even pronounce this? It's Berserker. Berserker. Yeah. Because it's B-R-Z-R-K-R. It's kind of like, you know, someone uh, wanted to get Berserker on their license plate, but there wasn't enough letters. Right. So, yeah. Actually, I think um, I think that's the perfect amount of letters actually to be on on a license plate. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um so what is it? This is a comic book, right? Mhm. And it in the comic book Keanu Reeves like 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 likenesses is there and it's so I guess it was kind of set up as a comic book to basically make this this movie that they're that they're doing no no no, this no no this so this isn't a movie it's just he's just there doing a a panel for the comic oh oh wait well actually hold on we we might have to cut this part out hold on (laughs) no i think there is an upcoming movie adaptation yeah sorry you're right so yeah there's a live action film adaptation and anime series based on the comics uh yeah that will both have this is like one of those things for like the last 10 years uh, stars have been like making deals with comic book companies to make comics that they hope because it's a backdoor way of like getting a movie deal and making the property. Like, you know, if they just have an idea for some sci-fi thing, uh, you know, it's hard to convince Hollywood to do that. But if there's a successful comic book and they're attached to it, uh, has this actually happened yet? I feel like this has been the thing that like so many stars have been, like Zoe Saldana, I think, had something. Michael B. Jordan had something. I don't think anything's actually taken off. Has it? I don't think so. Um, I think... I could be wrong, but... <laughs> was... It, it... Yeah, because I think the closest thing that I, th- I thought of, but I don't think that this was, like, Netflix... That they, I don't think Netflix did anything with the comic first. They just picked up the comic. Is Mark Miller's Jupiter's Legacy comic was turned into oh, yeah. that Netflix series, but... That wasn't one of the comics that like they picked up uh, for Netflix's comic book arm. So, are you at all excited for Berserker? I don't really know much about it. Um, I'm always interested in whatever Keanu Reeves is doing, so I'll I'll be curious enough to like uh, you know check out a trailer whenever that happens to come by, and maybe if they have something that that convinces me to watch it. So I mean, so so maybe, but I'm not necessarily super excited from it right now. Yeah, it's about an immortal berserker warrior based on Reeves. That's all I know. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of entertainment weekly panels where they 
the get a, a bunch of people from like the TV industry, movie industry. It's always fun to be there in person, but I, I feel like any recap of it or whatever is not very, usually very interesting. Nothing big comes out of it. Um, okay. Saturday, Saturday is the big day at Comic-Con. And I think the, the big thing in the morning is Black Adam and Shazam, Fury of the Gods and Hall H. Warner Brothers is skipping Hall H. Like they usually have this big Warner Brothers panel. What do you make of that? I think that they don't have a lot that they're ready to like tease on a large scale because they're still doing some DC stuff. Um, but, you know, like they have uh, Black Adam and Shazam Fury of the Gods. But I feel like the biggest thing they have probably that's a hold up is A, the Fantastic Beast franchise uh, end up being a, a huge failure. Uh, the Flash has had bad bad headlines because of Ezra Miller, uh, and there's not necessarily anything super big that they have coming up throughout the rest of the year to like really pump up. And it's probably too early to start pumping up the stuff for next year. So I think they're just in like a weird uh, holding pattern. And I think some of that also stems from the fact that they're still uh, figuring out stuff from the Warner Brothers Discover Discovery merger. So they probably didn't really have enough time like to get anything together to properly have a big Comic-Con panel. So they're just doing what they can. Uh, before we talk about these two properties, the thing I got to ask you, anybody going to Comic-Con and has been at a Warner Brothers panel, they're the people that every year like things get big and basically the walls of the, uh, of the co- convention hall the curtains get unveiled and the walls become this huge like surround projection like it is spectacle on you know another level do you think they're going to do that for black adam and shazam or do you think maybe marvel will will be the people to to remove the walls uh that's a good question because marvel hasn't done that yet um i don't know if they necessarily want to copy warner brothers but i feel like they'll probably still do that for for Black Adam and and Shazam, I, I know that Comic Con charges <laughs> the uh, studio that wants to do it like exclusive rights for it, like a higher rate. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to do that. Uh, are you excited for Black Adam or Shazam? I'm probably more excited for Shazam than I am Black Adam, uh, only because I think Dwayne Johnson has been hyping up Black Adam for so long, and the trailer. I didn't think it was bad. It just felt like pretty generic superhero stuff to me. And there wasn't anything that blew me away that made me feel like, oh, man, I, I can't wait for Black Adam. Uh, but I really liked Shazam. Uh, and I'm very curious to see what they what they do with a, a sequel. You know, they have a hell of a cast. We got a great um, ensemble there. And I, I think that I'm more interested in seeing the first footage from from that. So I'm hoping they release a trailer for that online. Yeah, we're on the same page here. I, I was expecting to be excited for Black Adam. I, I have been a fan of The Rock since he was in wrestling and he was, you know, Rocky Bal- uh, Rocky. Oh my God, Rocky Balboa. It? No, not Rocky Balboa. Uh, oh, my God. I'm forgetting his last name. Whatever. Anyways. I don't, I'm not even sure what, what, you're referring, what are you referring to? When he was in WWF, when he first came to WWF, uh, The Rock had a name. <laughs> <laughs> he had a different name than The Rock? Uh, yes, because uh, – oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking this up right now. Uh, I'm sure people are yelling at their their podcast player. I mean, I don't know this. I, I is this widely known? Yes. Uh, he came in as Rocky Mayavia. 
Oh, wow. I have never heard that trivia in my entire life. Because his father is Rocky Johnson and his grandfather is Peter Mayavia. And ah. basically he came into WWF as Rocky Mayavia. And they kind of pushed him as like this big, like Vince McMahon was like, he's the next big thing. And the fans hated him. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a good guy. And like um, everybody just chanted Rocky sucks. Rocky like they, they like hated him. And then he he basically became the rock. And that's when he like took off. But uh, you should go watch a clip of Rocky Maivia. He was it was, it was sad. <laughs> but anyways. OK. Anyways. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. I thought I was going to be excited for Black Adam. But now that I'm seeing the trailers, it feels like. I don't know. It feels like a, a superhero movie from like 10 years ago. Doesn't, I don't know. I, I, it doesn't look bad, but it just doesn't look like anything I can get like excited about. But I, I was a fan of Shazam one. So I'm excited to see Shazam Fury of the Gods. I, I feel like they're going to drop the ball here. I'm not sure they know why, what made Shazam work as well as it did i don't know i don't know about that i i trust uh david f sandberg as a filmmaker and i think that he he knows how to make shazam work and so i i think he'll do uh i think the sequel will work yeah well i trust him i'm not sure if i trust the executives above uh we have a, a, a slightly potential like breaking tease here about uh what might happen at the 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 dc panel apparently uh deadline i guess just wrote an article uh talking about the comic-con schedule and what to expect and they're saying that there's some buzz that henry cavill might put in a surprise appearance to talk about doing more superman so so keep that in your back pocket and we'll see what happens with with that he's gonna come out and challenge the rock I mean, considering how many times Dwayne Johnson has said the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change and how much he wants to challenge Superman and stuff, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they did something with that. Yeah, that could that could happen. Okay, uh, later that day in Hall H, House of the Dragon, this is the uh, much-anticipated um, George R.R. R. Martin uh, Game of Thrones prequel. Is it a prequel? It is. It's a prequel set way, way back before the Game of Thrones series. Yeah, so they're going to have George going to be there. The showrunners are going to be there. The entire, you know, a long list of the cast is going to be there. And I'm sure they're going to show some footage. Are, are you excited for this? Uh, not really. You know, I mean, I, I think I had my fun with Game of Thrones and I don't necessarily need to see them trying to, you know, follow that up with a series cashing in on its popularity. So I, I might give it a shot once it comes out, but it's not something that I'm sitting here, you know, uh, jumping at the bit to get a look at. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about it. I'm curious. Uh, I'll, I'll wait until I see some more. Uh, they're going to have a in Hall H. They're going to have a Star Trek universe panel, which I'm sure Jacob is super excited about. They're oh, gonna yeah. Have producers of Picard, Lower Deck, Strange New World, discuss all the latest seasons and tease what's coming out with uh, some few surprises. Uh, you know, if Jacob was here, maybe he might know what those surprises could possibly be. But I'm assuming, Brad, you're like me. We have no idea. Yeah, I have zero zero idea. It's not that I don't <laughs> like Star Trek. It's just a lot, and I don't have time <laughs> to keep up with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all, uh, next in Hall H is The Sandman. This is obviously an adaptation of the comic book series from Neil Gaiman. And this is coming to Netflix, I believe. Yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um. And I'm guessing it says there's going to be a special video presentation followed by Q and A with the stars and producers. Do you think they're going to show the first episode? 
Uh, I don't know. The panel's only an hour, and I'm willing to bet that the sh- the show, the episodes themselves, are probably close to an hour. So maybe they'll show like the first, you know, uh, half of an episode or something like that. But if they want to do a Q and A uh, and stuff with the cast and have a video presentation, I don't think that they can do a full episode. Okay. And now we've come to the time that everybody's been waiting for. This has all been table setting for 5 p.m. in Hall H. That's when Marvel Studios returns and Kevin Feige steps on stage to give us a sneak peek at the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe along with surprise guests. That's all we know officially. Uh, I know Deadline in the article that you just mentioned said that they're going to have previews of Wakanda forever. And and, we, um, and, that, and that is something that we have heard as well, that they're, they'll probably have a trailer for Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yeah. And, but the, the thing that they're saying is that they're going to, Marvel is planning to hold the big announcements and the big surprises for D23 Expo, which takes place in September. Yeah. Early September, I believe in, in Anaheim. So, I'm not sure if I buy that because we've had a year where Marvel has been at both Comic-Con and D23, and I feel like we got announcements at Comic-Con that year. I don't yeah. think that like they're – and Kevin Feige loves Comic-Con. Like, yeah, and that's yeah, – and besides that, like it's Comic-Con's been gone for two years now, you know? Like there's no way Marvel's going to show up and just like bring just a tiny bit of stuff. Like I, I'm sure they'll have some big announcements, and we're at a point now – where Marvel has so much in development thanks to Disney Plus now that they can have enough announcements to announce big things at both Comic-Con and D23. So I think that Hall H crowd will still get their their fill of Marvel stuff. So, okay, a lot of people have been kind of criticizing Marvel Phase 4 so far in that we don't really get a sense of what it is, what we're leading up to. You know, Phase 1 was them leading up to the formation of the Avengers uh, phase two, I guess, maybe was about the uh, 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 Stark being, you know, using, I don't know. I don't, I'm not even sure what phase two is, but phase three is leading up to in, the Infinity War. Phase four is introducing all these like young new Avengers characters and maybe building up to Secret War, Secret Invasion. I don't know. It, it's really unclear. Do you think it's unclear because usually we have one of these big announcements with Kevin Feige standing up on stage and he literally has a timeline behind him showing you that this is all going to lead up to this one big, uh, big mega epic event at the end of it. And I feel like that's gives us context into like what we're watching. Yeah. Uh, so you agree with that? Um, what, uh, what do you think is going to be teased here? Like, what do you think? Well, obviously the films that you mentioned and all, uh, and probably also TV show. Well, I'm wondering, they only have an hour here. Yeah. Brad. But, but, but Marvel ha- is one of the most economical users of time when it comes to Comic-Con. Like they come fast and furious and like they move quick through stuff. Uh, you know, they, they've been able to work through like five or six projects, you know, in that span with footage, with quick Q and A's and introductions of new cast members and stuff like that. Like they know how to do it quick and give people, you know, exciting stuff at the same time. Yeah. So you, you think we're going to see clips and learn about what we're going to learn about. Uh, I mean, obviously we're probably going to see a trailer for black Panther. Wakanda mm-hmm. forever. James in the wasp. 
What were you going to say? James Gunn just uh, posted on Twitter kind of a tease asking who was going to be in Hall H on Saturday. So I would guess that we'll get something from the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, since that's the first thing that uh, with the Guardians that is supposed to come out over the next uh, year or so, since Guardians 3 doesn't come out until next May. Um, I can't imagine they would tease both, but maybe it's possible. But I think that the Christmas special is probably the most likely thing that they'll tease from Guardians. Yeah, Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania, I mean, that comes out in February, so I'm sure they'll show us something from that. Yeah. Do you think they'll go as far as the Marvels? Uh, I think it's possible, at the very least, maybe that will be the one where, because they have they started shooting the Marvels? They, they have, right? I think so, because I think that, um, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert for Captain Mar- for Miss Marvel, but yeah, I believe I mean, the end yeah. credit scene was shot dur- during that. Yeah, so we're, you know, I think that there's possible we could get a tiny clip from that and maybe like a more, a more announcement about the cast or something. Uh, maybe the story. Who knows? Yeah. And uh, I mean, there's a bunch of projects that have been announced that we don't really know much about. Fantastic Four, Blade. Do you think we're going to finally find out who is going to direct Fantastic Four? I think it's possible that for Fantastic Four, they finally announce bo- both the director and the entire cast. I wonder if they're going to keep the TV stuff for Disney Plus. I mean, for uh, uh, D23 Expo. That's possible. Because there's so much. Like, I- I'm looking at this list right now. We have She Hulk, Attorney at Law. We have this untitled Halloween special. We have the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which you mentioned. Uh, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, and an untitled Wakanda series. Obviously, that's far out. Those those last two, I yeah. don't think have or no last. Well, yeah, the last two don't have dates. I think the, the She others. Hulk one is probably more likely to have some kind of presence at Comic Con because it comes out fairly soon after Comic Con, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think August, you're right. August I, August seventeenth. So yeah, I'm willing to bet we'll have a new trailer for a She-Hulk uh, during the Marvel panel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, do you think we're gonna finally learn what the what the end game is for Phase Four? Uh, I think that's that's probably a safe bet, just because Kevin Feige recently has said that we'll soon. Uh, know what phase four is is leading towards and that would probably be like the next to like a fantastic four cast and director announcement probably the biggest thing that they could announce is what this phase will culminate in so i would i would say yeah what do you think that's going to be brad do you think it's going to have to do with like a secret invasion secret wars do you think it's going to have to do with uh the multiverse or do you think it might have to do with the x-men uh so or Young Avengers. I, I think that's all the possibilities. Secret Invasion. Is there is there a release window for Secret Invasion yet? I don't. It's supposed to be sometime in 2023, but they haven't said. Um, so I yeah. so I don't think it'll be anything regarding Secret Invasion. If anything, I think it would make the most sense to make the culmination movie here be just Young Avengers. Because then it would kind of echo phase one of the MCU, which formed the original Avengers. Um, but that's just a guess on my part. I really, you know, I don't have any insight or, or anything like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Do you think Young Avengers, you know, I said this, uh, I was replying to Jeff Kanata on Twitter and I told him because he was like, I thought this whole phase was supposed to be leading up to King and the multiverse. And I, I, I really feel like King 
it's just going to be an Ant-Man villain and, you know, was in Loki and it's going to be in Loki season two. Like, I feel like he's not a, the, he's not Thanos. I don't, yeah, I don't know if, I, part of me thinks that he'll be a, a major villain, but I, I want to say maybe he'll be like, like just under like whatever the, the Thanos level villain really is. Yeah. But when I mention, I'm like, I think that this is all leading up to Young Avengers because you see all these people being introduced, like Miss Marvel. You see America Chavez. You see Shang Chi. Kate Bishop. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, the new Black Widow. All, all that. And I mentioned that to him, and he was like, "But that's not as exciting as the Avengers coming together at the end of Phase One or." avengers you know infinity war what do you think like is that good enough to be the the big thing like he he was kind of like suggesting like maybe that would be like as good as you know a tv series where like uh what was the thing they did on netflix the defenders the, the defenders yeah maybe they'll do maybe they'll make a young avengers assembly like a big event for like the disney plus shows and they have something bigger planned for mm. yeah hmm hmm Maybe maybe the Young Avengers will go up against Kang. I suppose Secret Wars <laughs> would would make sense, but like if they're already doing you know Secret Invasion, like it just I don't know. It feels like a little too too close, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Well, guess what, Brad? In three days, we're gonna find out, and uh, we'll all know. What or actually, maybe we won't. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll we all help twenty three. Yeah, we we we. we, we we might not find out anything. This might be that they show up at Comic Con and show some clips and and uh, you know Feige out. See at D twenty three. I don't expect that. I feel like Marvel always shows up at Comic Con. There was one year that they didn't show up at Comic Con, and I remember talking to Kevin. Um, I forget where it was like on a premiere or something. And I was like, "Why aren't you guys going?" He's like, "If we don't, if we don't have the thing to bring it." We're not going to go. So I, I I feel like if they're showing up at Comic-Con, they're showing up with something. Do you know what I mean? Something big. And they're going to uh, make an impact. What what the impact is, I don't know. But, uh, you know, we'll find out. So stay tuned to uh, SlashFilm.com. Yeah, plenty of coverage coming over the next few days. Yeah. You can find more of all of our work at SlashFilm.com. You can find this podcast on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please feel free to send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at Peter at SlashFilm.com. And please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word, and we'll see you tomorrow. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.